morning prayer begins on page four. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Continuing on page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Gather Venite on page 9. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 76 begins on page 432, and Psalm 121 is, found, is on uh, page 502. Psalm 76. In Judah is God known, his name is great in Israel. At Salem is his tabernacle, and his dwelling in Zion. There break he the arrows of the bow, the shield, the sword, and the battle. Thou art glorious in might, when thou comest from the hills of the robbers. The proud are robbed, they have slept their sleep, and all the men whose hands were mighty have found nothing. At thy rebuke, O God of Jacob, both the chariot and horse are fallen. Thou, even thou, art to be feared, and who may stand in thy sight when thou art angry? Thou didst cause thy judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth trembled and was still. When God arose to judgment and to help all the meek upon the earth, the fierceness of man, whoops, the fierceness of man shall turn to thy praise, and the fierceness of them shalt thou refrain. Promise unto the Lord your God, and keep it, all ye that are round about him. Bring presents unto him that ought to be feared. He shall refrain the spirit of princes, and is wonderful among the kings of the earth. Psalm 121 on page 502. I will lift mine eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh even from the Lord, who hath made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved, and he that keepeth thee will not sleep. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord himself is thy keeper, the Lord is thy defense upon thy right hand. So that the sun shall not burn thee by day neither the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil, 
Yea, it is even he that shall keep thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth forevermore. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifteenth verse of the fifty-ninth chapter of the book of Isaiah. Then the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no justice. He saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his own arm brought salvation for him, and his own righteousness it sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate, and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garments of vengeance for clothing, and was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, accordingly he will repay, fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies, the coastlands he will fully repay. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west, and his glory from the rising of the sun, when the enemy comes in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. The Redeemer will come to Zion and to those who turn from transgression in Jacob, says the Lord. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them, my Spirit who is upon you, and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, says the Lord, from this time and forevermore. Here endeth the first lesson. <laughs> Together, Tadium Laudamus. We praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only son, also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. Thou art the King of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine heritage. Govern them, and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Thou safe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted. 
let me never be confounded. Here beginneth the 10th chapter of the second epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Now I, Paul, myself, am pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am lowly among you, but being absent am bold toward you. But I beg you that when I am present, I may not be bold than that with that confidence with which I intend to be bold against some, who think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Do you look at things according to the outward appearance? If anyone is convinced in himself that he is Christ's, let him again consider this in himself, that just as he is Christ's, even so we are Christ's. But he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. For not he who commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Jubilate Deo, on page 15. O oh, be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Be ye sure that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. O go your ways into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. 
O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. All right, I'm ready. I was just thinking as we um, as we did our collect this morning, that should be probably a pretty uh, recognizable collect, as it's the one that um, deacons and uh, lay people use after confession. And so you could see yourself in a situation where um, this week, if you do your your prayer privately, or if if one of the deacons does the uh, does the um, <clears throat> office or performs it for you that they would use that as the collect after they've already used it um, after the confession of sin. And so um, I wish I had checked with Bishop Scarlett, but Bishop Sutton once told me, um, not in our diocese, and Bishop Scarlett obviously is, is our leader, but uh, personally what I do during this week, I'll use um, the collect for the week, the 24th week, instead of repeating the same collect twice, and it reads, O Lord, we beseech thee, Absolve thy people from their offenses, that through thy bountiful goodness we may all be delivered from the bands of those sins, which by our frailty we have committed. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord and Savior. So um, don't take that as gospel. Just take it as that's what Deacon Bob does. And um, Now I'll check with Bishop Scarlett. I, I should have done that before. But I don't like to... Just, sometimes when you read the psalm, and, and the psalm is uh, the, uh, 100 and or 101 and it's Jubilate Deo, and then you do that again, and it just seems like we're repeating it. But that's good because, you know, we're repeating these things daily because it builds us and, and changes us and makes us people of God. So I don't know if you picked up any theme as we were reading, but it seems to be a war theme. And it's really interesting to me that the war theme is happening at this time of, of the year, which happens to be a time when, you know, there are wars and rumors of wars all throughout all the world. And uh, so I, I love what Paul said, which we'll get to, but we fight differently. So the prophecies in Isaiah that we read, the passage this morning, it's um, the, Isaiah is kind of sometimes broken into three parts. And the second part, which we're in now, is um, the first part is prophecies that address Judah. I mean, that, the first part is the, the warning against Judah. And then the second part is um, prophecies uh, uh, about the Babylonian captivity. So some people have a tendency to say someone else wrote the second part of uh, Isaiah, and then there's a third part, and they have Deutero-Isaiah. And anyway, my, my um, feeling is always that Isaiah wrote it, but and God is God could give him that kind of prophecy, and it was very close. It wasn't that far away. It's like if if somebody were to prophesy that 
that the world plunges into war and then it happens. Well, you know, there's some, there's some reason they might do that. They may not be a pro, you know, it's not like it's an amazing thing. It looks like that could happen, even though my personal expectation is that probably won't happen at this time. Anyway, that was off the little tangent. Thank you for that. Um, one of the, the verses, uh, that comes up and repeats itself, and it won't be in our passage today, but it said repeated itself just the last few chapters, but there, uh, there is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. And sometimes when people ask me, how do the, why do the wicked prophets, prof, prosper? Why do they always look like they're doing better, which happens a lot in Proverbs? And I, I try to remember that verse. It's 48.22, and in 57.21 of Isaiah, it says, there is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. And so remember, they may be hiding behind stuff and feeling like they've got it all together, but like the man who put all his grain in the silo, uh, thou, thou fool tonight, thy soul is required of thee. So um, this section that we're in now describes the future glory of the people of Israel. And it's, uh, it's really an amazing passage because it says, God saw this and it displeased him. There was no justice. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. And so how does God handle that? Therefore, his own arm brought salvation for him and his own righteousness sustained him. So the Lord was aware of the tragic condition that Israel was in. And he saw that there was no one to intervene on his behalf. Remember, as we read through the earlier part of this year, especially in Trinity, but we read um, Samuel and um, Kings and, and the prophets before that. And, they, and God would always raise up a person, Moses, and, and they would be leaders. But now what he's promising is, uh, I'm going to handle it. I'll take care of this for you or with you, yeah, for you and with you. Um, so in what um, should be familiar language to us, and I, you know, we've heard before, but in Isaiah, for he put on Isaiah, for he put on the righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the cloak, the, excuse me, the garments of vengeance for clothing, and was clad with zeal as a cloak. And this should be familiar because, of course, we've read in Ephesians and Thessalonians when Paul draws on this terminology in describing our spiritual preparation for warding off the attacks of Satan. Um, the righteousness is a blessed faith, the helmet of uh, salvation. So the, ar the Lord arms himself for the deliverance of his people and taking vengeance on the um, enemies who would seek his destruction. And I think the last verse, or the last two verses, verse 20, um, probably one of the most important things just to remember, and it just says the Redeemer will come. And so we've already met the Messiah, the suffering servant, earlier in Isaiah in chapter 53. And he will redeem uh, Zion and all faithful Israelites, which we're part of. And the, it's an unchangeable promise um, that this nation was going to be restored. And, of course, we're part of that nation as believers. We're grafted in. So um, he says, my covenant forever. This is not going to change. This is the covenant. Uh, so it's interesting. And I thought it was interesting as we read <clears throat> in our New Testament passage uh, in Corinthians. We read that, uh, we, for we walk in the flesh but we do not war according to the flesh. So <clears throat> in, in the flesh and of the flesh. So we're, in other words, we're not, we're not, because of our Holy Spirit, we're not controlled by the flesh, but we're still on earth. And we do not war according to the flesh. We don't fight the same way. And our weapons aren't the carnal weapons like swords and guns and, and airplanes, but ours is, the, is, is God's spirit and, uh, and the um, weapons of faith. And so we fight differently, but it's uh, my takeaway from all this is if God's servant, the suffering servant, put on all the accoutrements of war, and Paul tells us to do the same thing later, 
Then it follows um, that as that we continue in this work as the Redeemer's messengers and part of his army in the battle against the world, the flesh, and the devil. So it gave me comfort to think that I'm part of that army. So um, being Sunday morning, we normally um, go right into communion. So this morning, um, we'll end with a prayer for Sunday morning. She is right here. O God, who makest us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of thy Son, our Lord, vouchsafe us this day such blessing through our worship of thee, that the days to come may be spent in thy service, through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Looking, uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Chris. And, uh, we can look forward as you go into the service today. We'll hear more about some of these weapons of war. Thank, thank you, Deacon Bob. Bob. Have a good day, everybody. Yeah, have a good day. Keith, <laughs> who's your buddy, Keith? <laughs>